0: Welcome back to the PriceWall Podcast. This is Mike here. So in October of 2018, we had Todd Spear of Nutrition21 on to talk about their new ingredient, Velocitol. Velocitol is a protein synthesis amplifying ingredient that is added to protein powders and amino acids and some muscle building supplements. And Todd walks us through some of the preliminary research and introduces us to Nutrition21, who's not just like an ingredient seller, but they're also a research company. Since then, there's been a little bit of Uh, more research out on Velocital. So we've updated the blog post on that and you can read that in the uh, linked in the show notes. In addition, we still communicate quite frequently with Todd. He has since made it to VP status at the company and we hope to have him back on soon. If you have any comments or questions on this one, there is a YouTube video because this was recorded over Skype and you can also ask them on our blog post, which uh, links up to the Price Law Forum. So meet Todd Spear. Hopefully we'll have him back on soon.
1: At all those protein doses, we see an increase in the amount of muscle you're going to build, and an increase in that MPS. And you know, at these low doses, like six grams, we actually see a doubling.
0: Welcome to Price Plow. Welcome to the Price Hall Podcast. I'm here with Todd Spear of Nutrition21. Today, get ready to learn something because we are gonna talk about all the ingredients, well, some of the ingredients that Nutrition21 has, namely VelociTol, which is a new, and I'm gonna let I'm gonna to let Todd uh, introduce himself, the company, and the ingredient. But we recently wrote a blog post about this VelociTol, uh, I'm gonna say protein enhancer. And yeah. I, I, I wanted to have Todd come on and explain a little bit about it and then uh, then eventually we will also talk about Nitrozygene, which is the nitric oxide inducing uh, pump ingredient that is basically everywhere lately. So we have a whole lot of things to cover, but this is our first time talking, Todd. So I'd like you to introduce yourself and Nutrition21 and uh, let's let it rip from there.
1: Hey, thanks Mike, I appreciate it. So uh, I'm Todd Spear, I'm the Vice President of Sales at Nutrition21. Um, however, before I was in sales, I was in uh, product development and formulation. So I actually am pretty technical as salespeople go. The ingredient itself is really a, a novel idea. Um, we're using um, a starch called amylopectin and some chromium to increase the amino acid uptake, which results in the increase in muscle protein synthesis. Um, and, you know, of course, that is the process by which you're building muscle. So you, you actually build more muscle with when you take a protein, whether that's a whey protein, a plant protein, or even something like a BCAA.
0: Okay, great. So uh, just to back it up a little bit though, with Nutrition 21, you mentioned there's right. chromium in here. Nutrition 21 is clearly no stranger to chromium. This is, is, is it kind of yeah. your bread and butter as a company? It it,
1: it was. Um, it was one of the two ingredients the company was founded on, was Chromium, or Chromax Chromium Focolonate. And to this day, um uh, you know so we've been dealing doing chromium research for like 30 years ish and um to this day we have something like 20 some patents on chromium picolinate, and over 70 patents on um uh, dietary chromium uh, various forms of dietary chromium and so in this uh formula we're using a, uh, a special patented combination of proteins that have kind of a fast-acting component and a and a slow-acting component, and what you end up with is this very long window of absorption and very high absorption, high bioavailability and usability in the body. And so, what uh, chromium does in the body is it's actually a cofactor for insulin, and so it helps your body utilize insulin. Um, and I know most people think of insulin in terms of blood sugar but insulin is also essential for bringing up amino acids and so what we're doing with this product is we're um we're basically stimulating slightly stimulating insulin to help increase the uptake of amino acids and then we're also improving insulin function so it's kind of this dual action effect to increase amino acid uptake and utilization by the body stimulate mTOR and some of the downstream signaling pathways and then uh in doing so increase muscle protein synthesis
0: gotcha so let's say and so basically uh, you and you do have like a bio, biology background isn't it or i do yeah okay mm-hmm. and, and so let's say i'm a formulator at uh, mike's supplement brand or whatever and we're talking about coming out with a new protein and i've been hearing you know i saw on the price Ball blog i saw this article out this velocity hall ingredient And I I bring you in and so like what is kind of like the pitch that you give to the formula? Why would I want to spend a little bit of extra money to put this into my new protein powder? Like what what kind of benefits will that will that provide?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's an excellent question. And and that's, you know, essentially the question, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The reason you add it is because, you know, we've tested this at six grams, 20 grams, 30 grams and 40 grams. And what we've seen is protein, that all that pro- of protein, all of right. protein, yeah, sorry, um, at all those protein doses, we see an increase in the amount of muscle you're going to build, and an increase in that MPS. And you know, at these low doses, like six grams, we actually see a doubling. Um, and we have some data indicating that the six grams works as well as you know, six grams of protein plus two grams of Velocitol is effective in terms of MPS, increasing MPS, as 20 grams of protein post-exercise. So there's a pretty, pretty significant effect. Um, But even, you know, there's this protein uh, ceiling, Um, you know, some people disagree with it, like Darren Willoughby doesn't like that term because, you know, it's only been tested up to like 50 grams. And his argument is, hey, we don't know what happens at 100 grams of protein, maybe, you know, it picks up again. But when you look at the you know the protein ceiling effect, the amount of muscle protein synthesis you get from 20 grams, and 30 grams of protein is statistically the same, and um, and I think that goes up to 40 and 50 that you know you're not getting uh, really much in the way of benefit beyond that 20 gram dose, um, because your body can only utilize so much protein with Velocital. You still hit a ceiling, but it's the ceiling's at a higher level, so you're able to get more gains from your the protein you're taking in. Hmm.
0: Okay, and so you mentioned the six gram mark. Now that was that was a human based study, and that, it yes. seems like Velocil kind of come along over the years. Because I remember talking uh, to someone over there, maybe Mallory, about it, like maybe like three or three or so years ago. And this is over, for reference. This is October of 2018. And yeah. so it, it, it started off with a pilot study, I believe, probably in, in rats. I'm not sure what you did. It would be kind of cool to hear so about some of the studies, but it, I know that there was a human one at six grams, like you mentioned, of protein with two grams of, uh, yeah. of actual velocitol. But-
1: so it's kind of interesting. We jumped straight into a human study, hmm. but we did it at six grams. And the reason we did it at six grams is because we knew there was room for improvement. You know, If we did a 20-gram study, and didn't see effects you the the effect, you'll, you know if you don't get a statistical difference which in fact we've seen that there is but you know not knowing that um we wouldn't know does velocitol not work or is it just the ceiling so we chose a subclinical dose of protein so we could see if there's an improvement and then we ended up with this huge protein this huge huge improvement you know we had a doubling of the mps
0: and, okay uh, is that a and so we did the event? human
1: study What's that? Is that
0: a direct measurement of MPS? It
1: is a me- the measurement used is fractional synthesis rate, um, and as far as I know, that is the measure
0: right. of lot, protein
1: of synthesis. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's obviously, you know, I'm I'm not a researcher.
0: Okay, but uh, okay, so you, so you started right off the bat with the uh, the six grams of yep. was it, it was like whey protein, I believe.
1: Yeah, uh, so we did six grams of whey protein isolate um in and what we did is we had um our study subjects come in we gave them a radio labeled um uh, dose of phenylalanine phenylalanine is uh, necessary in the uh, building muscle it's always there and so it's a great way of tracking and so what we did is we had these subjects come in for eight hours and the first we gave them their their radio labeled phenylalanine we measured their baseline mps over a four hour period then we gave them either uh, whey protein or whey protein isolate. And, and this is a double blind placebo control crossover study. Nice. So each subject is their own control. In other words, they've taken it both with uh, protein, six grams of protein by itself or six grams of protein with Velocitol.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But they don't know what they're getting when they're doing the study.
0: And you can't so, really taste the difference from what I've seen. Or- yeah,
1: it's, it's pretty much flavorless. I mean, if you tasted it straight, there's a little something there, mm-hmm. but not much. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, when you taste the two study products, you're not gonna be able to notice a difference. Gotcha. Um, and so, uh, I was gonna say, so then, um, so they did the protein. so they take their protein or protein plus velocitol, and then they do, uh, eight sets of leg press uh, presses to 80% maximum. And then, we do take more um more bloods and muscle uh, uh, biopsies. And that's what I should put in so to establish that first four hour baseline, we're taking both blood samples and uh, muscle biopsies. So we had a surgeon in there, you know, surgically removing pieces of bicep. And I always joke, I wonder, like at what point, you know the researcher said, Okay, we're gonna to to cut your leg, and then we're gonna have you do leg presses. No, I was
0: about that actually. You're gonna have to cut them up, and then you ask me to do some some training. That's great.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's you know, it's you know, really, really small pieces of tissue they're removing, uh-huh. but still, I, I can't imagine that was a fun study to, that be, to
0: Well, visit. that's why that's why the, the participants either get paid or they're. They students, get paid, or they, I don't know. Maybe they're doing community service. I think both. I think they're
1: <laughs> students, and they get they did get paid uh, pretty well, from what I understand. So lots of beer money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so what we saw, in and so 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 with that model, you know, we can see, you know, in the first four hours what the baseline is, and then you can see the increase, and um and, and so, you know, you're essentially you establish a baseline, you can see what it is plus way. And what what the growth, uh, the uh, fractional synthesis whey is as whey plus velocitol. Mm-hmm. And when you compare the gains they got from whey compared to, you know, just baseline to whey plus velocitol, there's double the muscle protein synthesis. Right. And that's... And so... so r- keep going. Sorry. Well, and, say, and then, obviously, the next question is, you know, that everybody asks is, well, this is, this is great. It works at six grams, you know, great for protein cookies or whatever. but <laughs> what, what, you know what other doses does this work at? So we actually went to a, an animal model at that point and created um, doses that were the human equivalent of six, 20, 30, and 40. And they're pretty, it's pretty complex because you have to actually figure out the rats, you know, it's not just like a body weight to body weight because you have to make um, calculation changes for um, their metabolism. And basically we completed that exact same study design, but with, um, you know, with animals instead of humans. And what we saw was that each protein dose First of all, we got a similar response at the six grams. Okay, so those, that one you kind of are, controlling so the same So We of knew them, that it matched up to our that, human that, study very well. Okay. And then okay, at that. the higher doses, we see again that there's a significant improvement. Is uh, I wish I had memorized the exact percentages, but you know, at uh, twenty grams it's something like forty percent increase in muscle protein synthesis. And at forty grams, I think it's something like twenty grams. Um, I would obviously not put that on a label without double checking it. Right. But no,
0: and, and, you know, I, I, yeah. So rewinding back to like when the six gram study came out, and the study actually says a suboptimal dose of whey protein or something in the title, and then mm-hmm. you see the bar charts, and it's like twice as much as the other one. I'm like, oh god, here we go. And so like you know, as someone who has to has to approach things skeptically, first sure. off, um, and you know, I have two kind of two routes to to go with here, but six grams isn't actually necessarily unheard of because like you mentioned protein cookies yep. or just uh, essential amino acid or bca supplements are going right. to have something between like you know that four to eight gram range typically you know five grams yep. six grams of a. Uh, of essential amino acids a lot of things are moving towards the essential amino acids so it actually seems like not just a whey protein powder but this might work well for an EAA kind of supplement which are coming on up too
1: yeah and so this uh, another leg of that and, and this is one of the reasons why we use animals because there were so many different things that was such a huge study there were so many animals involved you know in humans it just would have been you know it would have been a multi-million dollar study right. And, and and really, it was about more about proof of concept, mm-hmm. and and so. But anyhow, so we did a, an arm of that study where we looked at the effect in BCAAs. We used six grams of BCAAs to tie into the, again that whey protein, uh, and then of uh, and then um, the other thing we looked at was um, pea protein. Um, so we had an incomplete vegetable protein, and you know my argument was, hey, let's you know most protein, veggie proteins are bland let's use a blend so we can match the amino acid profile. And again, Darren Willoughby, who was an advisor to us on this said, no, 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 just choose one protein because if you use multiple proteins, you don't know, is it working on just one of those proteins or is it working on all the proteins? Mm -hmm. And so again, so we we used P protein and, and it was real questionable going into the study whether or not that was gonna work, same with the BCAs because those are incomplete proteins. And yet we did see, that we had a significant improvement in, in both. So it works on all the forms of protein we've tested. We've also subsequently tested it on soy protein and it's had has actually a bigger effect on soy protein than on uh, pea protein, which is interesting. Right,
0: right, okay. So it sounds like, uh, it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like Nutrition 21, from the user's perspective, it, it's an ingredient company, but like the more I hear, it's almost like a research company. I, what we, are you? Yeah,
1: we- <laughs> We're obviously an ingredient company. That's what pays the bill. That's why we exist. Right. But in, internally, I think there is a bit of a view of ourselves as a research company. Um, you know, everything we do is research-driven. You know, clinically substantiated. You know, our where Nutrition Twenty-One differentiates it differentiates itself from some of its competitors. And, and obviously, I'm not. You know, I don't mean to throw shade on any industry, any suppliers in the industry. Um, is that we um we spend a lot of money on researching and substantiating our study we don't just throw a generic ingredient out there with a brand name on it mm-hmm. we yeah yeah we create the brand name we create the ingredient and we 're doing research to make sure it works um and you know we 've got a pipeline of of you know products and development, and you'd be surprised how often you get going down the pipeline, you know, going down the, the path, looking researching an ingredient, and it just doesn't work the way you thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. And you end up, you know, shelving that, throwing it, at, or throwing it away, and not bringing it to market. And that's just the way product development is, you know, on the ingredient side.
0: Right, and so and so with your job as, and so I, I believe you're the national sales director, so you're mostly, you, you travel a lot, it looks like you work out of home, um yes <laughs> so you're talking to all sorts of customers now we're always in the the world right now we're in the world of sports nutrition Nitrosogene is a nitric oxide ingredient that's oftentimes in the pre-workout supplements once again like mm-hmm. you know, kind of male-based sports nutrition but like yeah. looking at this the people also people who also get suboptimal doses of protein could be the elderly. You're not, you know, necessarily. Yeah. Well, do you so, approach those accounts at all? Like insurer for instance, yeah. is that someone that? Yeah.
1: I mean, that's obviously somebody we'd, we'd love to work with. And, um, it, and it's interesting. So in seniors, there's a natural condition called sarcopenia, which is basically as you age, you lose naturally lose muscle. And what we found, and I think at some point we will probably look at a study in seniors with sarcopenia because, um, so I mentioned earlier that um, Velocitol not just works on the mTOR pathway, mm-hmm. one of the pathways that simulates muscle protein synthesis. Downstream from mTOR, there's a couple pathways that we've looked at, S6K1 and 4EBP1 and which I'm sure mean so much to everybody in the audience. (laughs) But the S6K1 activity is in seniors, we know that that pathway is impaired. And um, so the fact that it is impaired in seniors um, and it's the reason they can't really, or they have trouble building or maintaining muscle and so, in Velocito, since Velocito upregulates that, there's potential that Velasto could be very beneficial to that group of people. Of course, at this point, it's just conjecture, um but it's it's certainly of interest. I mean, we've all got parents, right? And uh, you know, I, for one, you know, want to see my parents live as long and uh, healthily as they can. I'm sure most
0: people do. Right, right. Yeah, and they're not always uh, throwing down 150 grams of protein every day, or eating the chicken breast and lean beef is as much as some of the people that listen to this channel might. So it's almost like you want to get as much out of your protein as you can.
1: Yeah, I mean, my mom's a vegetarian. She's the perfect example. I mean, she's she's conscientious about, you know, her, you know, veggie protein intake. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, she's definitely, um, when I watch, when she's out visiting, I watch what she eats, and she does not consume anywhere near as much protein as I would like her to right. consume. Right, and so you know, wow. having her supplement with whey and velocitol is you know uh, ideal, or uh, I guess you know a veggie protein and velocitol
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soy or uh, uh, yeah, and a lot. Soy's come out of vogue a lot lately. I, I'm not. I'm not afraid of a a scoop of soy here or there, or. uh <laughs> Or a protein bar made out of soy, because the, the, the taste yeah. is pretty good on those. But yeah, it sounds like protein bars could be, could be one of the areas you go after as well.
1: Yeah, I've you know, we've done prototypes and protein bars and protein cookies. It works great. They taste great. You can't tell it's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, your you know, most of the protein cookies in particular are kind of like that more of a luxury food, if you will, for, you know, the real hard bodybuilders, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little higher um, carbohydrate and a little lower protein than, you know, obviously, you know, like an isolate shake. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're usually in that, you know, 12 to 18 gram. And so, you know, if somebody produced a product with Velocitol in it, then I think that we'd be really smart because then you're getting more out of that, you know, suboptimal dose. You know, you're getting everything you can out of that bit of protein.
0: Gotcha. All right, yeah. So, um, uh, are you cool to talk about some of your brands, some of your some of your customers? I know that the, the way we this all started for Absolutely. us was we did a review on the BN Labs uh, Pure Way Protein Isolate. Great we product. Still a coupon at subs.com com for that one. And then nice. uh, we are about to to go through the launch of this is like the first time it's showing this, and it might be out by the time this video goes live. But this is Olympus Labs of Superior Protein, and right here, this is an interesting one. But yeah, right here. Um, I definitely see the Velocitol right there at two grams. So it provides two grams of high amylopectin starch from waxy maize and 1,000 micrograms of chromium comprised of histidinate and picolinate. And uh, so two grams of it goes in there. So how does it work? They're talking about getting a protein in, they call you in, you fly on over. Do you have a, do you have a sales team there? What what happens?
1: We do have a sales team. Um, There's myself and two other salespeople. Um, we've worked with uh, Olympus for a long time, going back to, um, I think Conquer uh, was their pre-workout yeah. at that time, and right. I think it was their only product. Um, and I remember like their first order was for Nitrozygene, and they ordered like 25 kilos. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> I, I, and so I think that was like- Is it a supply, little hard right? like, is that you laugh, but- yeah, yeah. Those that's, our minimal, that's our minimal amount. Right. I mean, okay. that's not a lot of doses. Um, so they were just starting out, um, and they're a great group of people. Um, so we've worked with them over the years. Um, I can't remember particularly whether I pitched to them or they saw us at one of the trades, saw the product in the trade. show, or just got one of our press releases, but yeah, we worked with them. They were definitely very, you know, they're aggressive about new technologies. Yeah. And, is so, why it's about their stuff. Yeah. and so when they saw, um, saw Velocital, they were really quickly like, Hey, Tell us more. We want to know more about this. What's it cost? Um, you know, the whole works. Give us the science. And, um, you know, they liked it. And they've actually, this is the Superior Protein's their second Velocital product. The uh, Endure oh, also has six gram dose.
0: And that's an amino supplement. So that kind of plays to what I was saying earlier. I forgot about that. Yeah cool yeah one thing i noticed and I, i'm not sure if you could talk numbers or price but at least with the bn labs one the price and this i know some of the the launch prices for this uh the prices aren't so much that uh i mean, the bn labs one was a decent deal so it's like the prices aren't so much that obviously i don't think the velocity is really raising things to to a degree where it becomes a risky endeavor or anything right. for me it's like okay i trust the research on chromium and I'd like to get a little bit back into the, to that discussion, but it's like, I trust the research on the chromium and the protein uh, looks good and the price wasn't too bad. We had a coupon for it and everything. And so it was like, yeah. uh, to me, as the, what I think what I said in the review is like, you know, if you're into like new ingredients, this is kind of a one that even I would recommend to the conservative users who don't right. always like new ingredients, especially because you have studies. And and I'm not sure if you've gone down the route of like of safety and all that, but Nutrition 21 seems to like really not put something out there unless there is at least some sort of like toxicity study so maybe so
1: yeah i that. mean we've got grass um so our grass uh generally uh, recognized as safe mm-hmm. status allows for three doses or three and a half doses of velocitol a day you know uh two gram doses okay. um and we've got uh, you know so much research on chromium safety um, and yeah so um, that's one thing that you definitely get with us you not only do we do the clinical research to prove that it works you know our first thing is is this product safe are there you know negative side effects so there's you know there's national took uh, toxicology program studies and of course naturally there's LD50 studies um, and you know the the nice thing about chromium is there's actually no upper tolerable limit, you know, some of the minerals like selenium can be very, very toxic, right? right? Um, but chromium is not one of them. Basically your body uses what you need and excretes the, the rest, just like, you know, vitamin B. Um, so there's really no harm in taking pretty large doses of chromium. Um, the RDA on chromium is like 120 micrograms. Although, um, there's been a proposed change, and I forget what that, it, it is going down, I just forget what that that dose is. Um, however, if you look at the research, we know that there's no really no benefit to chromium until you get to the 200 microgram mm-hmm. levels. And what we've found over the 30 years of research is that there's a dose-dependent depend, response. And basically, the higher the dose, the better effect. We've seen up at 1,000 micrograms, we've seen improvements in cognitive function Um, basically we're improving the way your brain utilizes sugar and that's a whole nother discussion I mean because you know there's a lot of clinical research now that shows um, Alzheimer's and dementia um, you know are related to elevated blood sugar yeah we actually
0: made a huge blog post about that there's a ton of data coming out of England or Ireland and yeah the higher HbA1c levels were the right. way greater your chances of getting uh, dementia were. And it was like yes. pretty, it was yep. pretty. Yeah, there was
1: in New York, there was, there was a, I think it was New England Journal of Medicine study a couple of years ago and made the New York Times that showed just being on the high end of normal, like doubled or tripled your risk of these uh, you know of, of forms of dementia. Jeez. Yeah, so, so it's definitely beneficial to keep your blood sugar down. And so having chromium in your diet can help, you know, keep your, your um, chromium or your blood sugar down. There's actually a, a, a qualified health claim on chromium picolinate, per, per and it's the only form of chromium that has a qualified health claim, which is interesting because in every other mineral where there's a qualified health claim, that's basically where the FDA says, okay, your research shows this is true enough that you can say it. You know, they never fully get behind you, right? Right. But um, so like for calcium, you know, there's a qualified health claim about bone health, mm-hmm. but it applies to all forms of calcium. Um, there's a qualified health claim, um, I think for, I think for selenium, but it's for all forms of selenium. With chromium, the only form that's allowed to make a qualified health claim is chromium picolinate because it just works so much better than other forms. Hmm. You know, chromium histidinate, I'm sorry not chromium histinate chromium nicotinate or polynicotinate whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. um, chromium chloride they bind to starch in the presence of starch so if you take you know a chrome uh nick or chromic chloride supplement and you um you know happen to eat that with a starchy meal which is one of the reasons why people take chromium
0: right that's
1: why it's okay it binds to the chromium passes through your body without being absorbed chromium picolinate, that doesn't happen. It's not bound by, um, uh, but by, by starch.
0: So what does happen at that point?
1: So um, what happens is it, it makes its way into your bloodstream mm-hmm. and then, and actually I can send you a pretty cool video on this if you want. Yeah, okay. But uh, there's, uh, it binds to the, the uh, so basically your body takes it in, it uses it to open up um, the, uh, glute fours, which are kind of the pathway for transporting sh- sugar from the blood into the cell mitochondria where it's utilized. And so it, you know, it's like I said, it's a cofactor for the utilization of insulin without chromium, your, your, uh, insulin can't bind, um, to these glut four activators hmm. and and utilize sugar, which is why in diabetics you have high blood sugar. So because because the insulin is you know there's i mean actually i'm not an expert but basically that the, the insulin is bound um they have a deficiency um uh, of chromium and the insulin gets bound to um compound like uh inflammatory compounds like i think c reactive protein mm-hmm. and then it can't be um utilized in the body to bring the blood sugar down and eventually of course um so I guess that's more like in the pre-diabetic stage and then at a certain point, your body, your, your pancreas wears out and you don't produce insulin anymore. Right. And so that's why diabetics take insulin is because their their pancreas is either not producing enough or not producing insulin at all.
0: Right. Okay. And so, and so chromium can help a lot of people. Uh, as, a, as someone who gets in and out of the keto diet, I might want to, might want to dabble with that because uh, I'm, you know, I'm at the point where I'm not afraid to take this stuff even without carbs and and just to watch what happens, uh, especially if my body's able to produce ketones. Is there any connection there at all with with chromium and the keto diet, or have you kind of stuck uh, with the carbs?
1: There and there is. Part? So I would say I'm not an expert on the keto right. diet, but I have customers that and I don't want to, you know, you know tell the world what they're doing before they do it. But I have a customer that's, uh, you know, got a keto product, you know, a keto supplement mm-hmm. that they're adding um, Chromax to. And I have another company that's looking at using Velocitol. Because mm-hmm. basically, of course, in a protein diet, you know, everybody, I mean, in a, in a keto diet, you think of it as a high protein, but it's really not, it's really high fat. You yes. really need to regulate that amount of protein, right? And so, if you're a bodybuilder and you're keto, you're taking, you know, trying to be a a ketogenic diet, then um, you really need to kind of maximize the protein. Um, Because if I recall correctly, it's about 80% fat, 12% protein, and um, 8% carbs is the ideal diet. So, they're using basically Velocitol in their product. To maximize the protein that they're taking for their their weight uh, their bodybuilding gains.
0: Right, and that's kind of where I'm getting. So, uh, I I don't like to say like there is the keto diet. There's you know you kind of your keto diet. Everyone's like, yeah you know a little bit of flexibility. But for me, I'm so I'm so sensitive. And uh, with the protein, it's like if I'm under 140 grams of protein in a day in a day where I train, then I I start to wither. And if I'm over 150 155 grams of protein then I uh, I spike my blood sugar, go into gluconeogenesis, and then eventually just my ketones drop. So it's like, it's, right. it's like so sensitive. So one of the things I want to do is start hacking with some of these different uh, supplements, the uh, glucose disposal agents and insulin mimickers and things like chromium to see if that can help. And I can, you know, hack in a little bit <clears throat> extra protein without, without cheating, yep. uh, you know, without falling out of ketosis. So that's, that's that's an area of interest and it's cool that someone's like kind of going down that road because i i see the problem it's like once and and we're all different obviously and some of us right. some people uh you know could whip out ketones in an hour <laughs> some people just can't like do it easily at all and mm-hmm. I, I have no problem getting into ketosis but i have it's easy for me to fall out so that's one of the uh one mm-hmm. of the thing, one of the challenges i have so it, it, I, yeah i kind of like seeing that um
1: actually the uh are you familiar with the ambrosia collectives um or yeah they yeah. have yeah, and they have that morning uh ritual
0: right ritual is the name of the product yeah
1: that yeah. has um velocitol in it along with i think b h b or what is it go b h b yeah there is BHB i don't BHB know if' it's a brand like six yeah. grams
0: of protein actually so
1: yeah hmm huh. yep, so that was you know uh Mark Lobliner he's again one of these guys that's really dialed into the research when there's something new he wants all the details immediately and he just you know absorbs it all and focuses and and so he's involved with the Ambrosia collective and so that was uh, a pretty early adopter um and probably the first product that we had that really actually definitely the first product we had that was really addressing the keto uh, uh the keto um Keto diet, right? Customer.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So I, it, when I was looking at this label, one thing I saw was uh, with the Olympus Labs protein, the Velocitol, uh It mentions that you have first. I, I'm gonna want to get into the amylopectin if we have any information on mm-hmm. that. But it says Velostol. We have a thousand micrograms of chromium. Uh, you know, from the two forms in there. Is that a standard all the time, or are there different levels of chromium and different like? Flavors or varieties of Velocitol you have, or is it always like two grams comes with one thousand micrograms of chromium? Yeah,
1: so so two grams of Velocitol is one thousand micrograms of always. chromium, always. Okay, gotcha. now there are products on the market where, for whatever reason, they have split that dose. Mm-hmm. Um, for like example, GNC's Amp Protein has one gram of Velocitol, so five hundred micrograms. And if, but if you look at their product, they're telling you to take it, you know, many times a day. Okay. Um, so, uh, but their precision BCAAs is the full two gram dose. And I think, you know, part of the reason is, you, you know, or could be part of the reason is that, you know, I think that their customers who are using precision BCAAs are likely using the amp. So they're getting, you know, uh, you, they might very well be using those pro- same products in the same day. so you know it makes sense that you don't really necessarily need the full dose when if you're taking another dose earlier in the day
0: gotcha and okay and so the pectin so amylopectin is a starch that comes out of waxy maize waxy maize yep. used to be uh, maybe circa 2008 right when we were starting price pile I think that was kind of like the carb de jour and yep. it's got some interesting benefits but I I, I bought it once and stopped using because it it's like just a completely Messy disaster, but uh, anyway, it's so kind of it, sticky, isn't it? No, it's a, it's, a, <laughs> it, it's a disaster. Yeah, yeah. So, what, so yeah, why why is amylopectin in this product? Like, what is that doing? Is that kind of like spiking the insulin so you could drive it in or like something so, like that? So the
1: concept early on was, can we just kind of slightly tickle an increase in insulin without it going outside, you know, the healthy normal range? Um, and, um, you know, so that we can get that insulin out there to pull up the amino acids, um, but, you know, not cause a true insulin spike that nobody wants. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you eat a slice of white bread Mm -hmm. and your insulin goes through the roof. It's like, you know, bread, I don't know if we can use that brand, but you know, that kind of product, we probably have to edit that out.
0: Oh no, you're killing me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just made an edit for you. Um. Sorry about that. Team. Yeah, but that kind of you know classic American very white bread is actually used a lot in studies because it causes that very high sugar spike because it's so easily digestible. Amylopectin, you know, it's not going to cause that kind of spike, and we're using such a small, small dose. It just increases just a t- tiny bit. In fact, um, I-, I can send you the data It's in the study. You can see that what we saw was yep there's this small you know clinically insignificant increase of insulin mm-hmm. but it's clearly significant because we've had a benefit right. um and then you but if you look at the blood glucose levels the blood glucose levels don't change at all compared to um the placebo group so you know there's no increase in fat storage
0: right in our blog so- post we do show I- that chart with the blood sugar doesn't increase that's where i'm always interested if i'm trying to keep blood sugar down but you're Still able to attack muscle protein synthesis at the same time seems like kind of a best of both worlds situation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, the idea was to, to, to exactly that trigger just that slight increase so that you're not, you know, negatively affecting anybody's health, but still able to increase the uptake of amino acids. And what we found, so we were able to get a non GMO highly soluble, you know, instantized, actually, I don't know if it's instantized, but highly soluble mm-hmm. version of amylopectin that we're able to use in our product. Um, and, you know, it, it, you know, mixes very well with the chromium to, um, to so that it can be, you know, added to protein or bars or, you know, whatever it is that you're adding it to um, and get the benefit.
0: So, so if I wanted to just get a regular, like very, Pure whey protein isolate shake, and just add chromium, or get a, yeah have a Chromax tablet or probably, something like
1: that. It, yeah, it probably it would not show the same benefit um, mm-hmm. because protein by itself, well yeah it can stimulate in, stimulate insulin. It doesn't stimulate it as well as carbohydrates. And there's a lot of studies that show if you take protein or BCAAs with a carbohydrate, you will get more. Um, a better result you will get more muscle protein synthesis it's kind of the great irony of you know protein right now is everything's like zero carb (laughs) but would actually work a little bit better if it had just a little bit of carb in there right so that's so that's actually what we're doing with philosophy we're actually putting a little bit of carb back in um and we're adding the chromium to make it make it more properly utilized Gotcha. Or, yeah. That's, um, that's
0: one of the things, even as a low carver, I always write and I always say like, listen, if you're going to do carbs, or you're going to have carbs, or you're going to even like eat sweet tarts. The time to do it is pre-workout. Like that's yeah. the time I, I don't know. That's, that's for me. You might as well enjoy it and, and then go and take and use that energy. Uh, that's, that's the time it's like before bed when people have dessert no that's not the time to have that's, your
1: sugar the wrong in my time. That, that's when you get it stored as love handles right <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yep. there goes the dad bod that that can yep. get us also <laughs> <laughs> all right so um I think that covers most of it yeah I wanted to know like yeah a little bit about the animal pectin We about some of the products that are out there some of the people out there uh, w- w- so what else is coming from nutrition 21 obviously uh, I think what we'll do is uh, at another time, we're going to schedule a call, talk about Nitrozygene, because you've gotten, so give us a little lead in it to that. Like there's, I keep, I'm on your email list and you kind of send press releases all the time. And so you yeah, are- Yeah, we um, do a
1: lot of research and so yeah, I'm sure you can hammered with it. With <laughs> what's
0: going on over there?
1: Yeah, so um, Nitrozygene, first of all, it's widely used at this point, it's been on the markets. So so for, at this point, velostol is two years uh, on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, nitrosogene entered the market in late 2013, so we're pushing five years on that. Um, as was, and then we've done—I'm not even sure at this point—I think six or seven clinical trials um, on nitrosogene, looking at a wide range of things. You know, our early clinical style studies—you know—it's a nitric oxide booster, mm-hmm. so naturally, with nitric oxide, you think pump. And so we did our initial studies on pump and blood flow and saw positive results. Well, one of the things people started reporting, including the people who work for Nutrition 21, and I take nitrogen pretty much every day now, um, is we, we were seeing an increase in energy and we were seeing an increase in focus when we were doing our work. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, and, and people in the gym were noticing that. So we designed a study that clin- looked at clinically You know how does this people make this people feel and you know how does this affect their energy levels Um, and does this affect cognitive function and we've shown that it's positive it increases energy levels it's non-stimulant but still increases energy Um, and the uh, clinical data we have now is phenomenal Um, we've got uh, 33% improvements in um, time make uh, trail making tests which are used a a standard test used to measure cognitive function. And it's been used in athletes, been used in seniors. It's pretty much the go-to test to measure cognitive function. And when you look at that, we've got this 33% improvement. There's really nothing that I'm aware of on the market that can move anywhere near that. Um, That's an 18 second improvement in our study. Um, if you look at caffeine, you ex- expect to see a five to seven second improvement. Geez, really? Yeah, so we're seeing a much bigger effect than with caffeine. Um, we've also, we've just completed a study on gamers, um, where people are playing, you know, the first person shooter high intensity video games for an hour. We've done a um, study on fatigued athletes and shows it prevents a 51% decline in cognitive, you know, in cognitive function and decision making. Hmm. Think about that relative to, you know, any athlete, you know, think about the quarterback, right? The quarterback is most likely to have a, an interception in the fourth quarter.
0: Right. Just Once just they're, fatigue,
1: they're fatigued, just fatigued physically, yeah. mentally, they've been making decisions all game long. Well, what we've shown is under fatigue conditions, nitrosygene Prevents not just prevents the fifty-one percent decline in in decision making in in cognitive function. We actually still improve upon their um, their decision making and their cognitive function.
0: Awesome. And then yeah the, la- yeah, the latest thing I saw was that it also inhibits arginase or something like that. So it's like yes. You got a
1: dual Yes, yes. I, I guess. So so we had when you look at nitrogen, it lasts. It works in as low as 15 minutes and lasts up to six hours mm-hmm. if you look at regular arginine you get a spike that works for the very first hour and that's it mm-hmm. um, clinically it drops back down and there's no more increase in nitric oxide levels we mm-hmm. were seeing an increase in nitric oxide and arginine levels for six hours so we had an inkling that it had to be blocking uh, arginase so we did some more research and sure enough we were able to establish the fact that we're blocking um, arginase and it's pretty neat because when you look at the curve that we get on the duration of you know increased arginine levels and the duration of decreased arginase they're mirror images of each other so you know you think of things like nor norvaline which has some issues of course um, you know, blocking arginase. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're showing that with nitrogene we're blocking arginase. So you know, you likely don't need to add norvaline and, and deal with those issues.
0: Awesome. All right. Thanks. Well, obviously, uh, so that's a that's a good bit of information. But I think we should uh, we're going down <laughs> deeper on that one because that's yeah. I, is, is that is that your your number one ingredient that you're talking about when when accounts bring you in and stuff?
1: You know, it is. Um, people love it. It's experiential. You, know, you try it you get a very positive feeling it's not like you know um like a niacin flush it's just a really positive i describe it kind of like a tingling sensation so not as if you get that you know kind of nice feeling from it um but you know you you see this increase in energy you see this increase in focus i like to take it in the afternoon you know like when my calf my coffee's wearing off mm. um it's a great afternoon pick me up it doesn't keep me from sleeping at night um, obviously I use it also right before I go to the gym. Uh, in fact, when we're done here, I'm going to hit the gym.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Well then on that, on that note, we will let you go. But, uh, so nutrition 21.com, I, I know your social medias, you kind of have like different accounts for Velocital and nitrosogen. and you're going to combine those into a nutrition 21 account or
1: we are, that is the long term plan is okay. to find those, um, and focus more on the, on the social, but. Uh, right now, if you want to find any products with either Nitrozygene or Veloc- Velocital, go to Nitrozygene.com or Velocital.com. Mm-hmm. You can see the list of, of products.
0: All right, and then you could always sign up for the news alerts, the newsletter on Priceplot, because we're going to have a blog post coming out with that. And eventually, long term uh, or medium term, I'll say, is like right now. So right now, you can sign up for alerts on certain brands like Olympus Labs here or certain types of products like protein powder here um the categories brands and, and specific products if you want alerts on them we don't allow you to sign up for alerts on something like nitrogen or something like velocitol so eventually like a- anything that's tagged with velocitol I want to be able to, to give you an alert on that's, a phone that's uh, cool. through an email or through through the phone app and and so uh I'm pulling those pieces together for now but yeah right now we don't have a way of really notifying anyone about updates from nutrition 21 so todd for that i'm sorry but i am working on that's it behind okay the scenes. <laughs> yeah but yeah you guys definitely keep busy with the research and you can sign up to your uh, to your newsletter and you get all those press releases and all the new products that come out with uh yep. with with your ingredients and everything so congratulations on the success and uh, I, I appreciate you coming by and everything and uh, we'll definitely have to do this again and yeah I and appreciate we will do this it. again because we're going to be talking about nitrozygene in, a, in yeah. a lot more detail
1: yeah, and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and, and you know, you ask great questions that I'm sure that your, your readers and listeners and watchers are, are interested in hearing. And so it's a great form for us to, to educate the consumer on what our product does. So we really appreciate you, you helping us out there.
0: Hey, no problem. All right. Thanks. You have a great weekend.
1: Thanks. You too. Take care. Have a good weekend.